What is going on, everyone? This is the Willing to Go Ham podcast. As you know, I'm your host, Christian Willingham. Now, on this podcast, I got, I got a little, uh, I got, got a hold of two friends who happen to be a married couple that be Jordan Lewis and formerly Kelly Brock, now Kelly Lewis for nine months now. Damn it, it was crazy how much time has passed by, you know. Uh, overall, seeing these two grow as lovers, as friends. Uh, was definitely something beautiful, something special. I was actually a part of that wedding. I was the best man, and I gave the best speech, but we're not going to get into that. Nonetheless, uh, on this episode, we do talk about we talk about a lot of things. It gets a little deep. I think this is a different kind of talk when it comes to uh, my, my Raw series. Uh, we really kind of delve deep into a lot of personal issues. Uh, Kelly also dropped some pretty good tidbits that might be useful for fellas and uh, I just think that these two are definitely the perfect model of a marriage and a relationship, especially being as young as they are. Anyways, check this out. So Jordan and Kelly, first off, you guys know who this is. The voice is self-explanatory. But enough about that and Jordan's dogs peeing everywhere. We're just one in particular. Shout out to Hemi. You was the same Hemi? Hemi. Short for Hemingway. Hemingway. Junior Hemingway. That's a... uh, Ernest Hemingway. Who's that? An author. Author. The author. Famous. You know... You know, no, man, but I do know um, Winston Churchill. Close enough. Very close enough. Um, oh, how rude of me. First off, Kelly. I have Kelly Brock on. That's First not my name. Oh! <laughs> Let me reverse that. There is, a, there is a reverse setting. I might be able to put that on there, but I won't. Kelly, Ray. Can I say Ray? Yeah. They can know your middle name. That's okay. That's okay. My Kelly Ray Lewis. And of course, my bestie. <laughs> For the resty. <laughs> my bestie. Jordan is back. How are you two doing? This is, this is, we're sitting here chilling right now in this set. And there's two, there was one dog before that I didn't like. Now there's, there's one and a half. I'm not sure how I feel about Nimi, but he's chewing on a bone in the background that they can't put him in the cage. So, how are you guys doing? Good. Doing good, man. We're doing. First, I didn't, I didn't notice, Kelly. Did you do something different to your hair? I dyed it. I fixed my roots so I could pretend to be blonde longer. Does that count? I think it does. I think I think it should. I think then it should. Yes. Now, we're a little quiet because I know Easton is asleep. Easton is my nephew or god nephew. What is he to me? <laughs> Godson. Just yeah, your uncle. Yeah, I, and you know he's 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 a he's got school tomorrow. He's going to field trip land. Uh, <laughs> what do you call it? Field trip camp. Field trip camp. Oh, speak of the devil. 
I just had a rat hop on the <laughs> Yo, um, so it's been a while since I've talked to you guys, Jordan. Actually, I haven't seen you in months, man. We, we've kept in contact. Yeah, we talk, we text almost every day. But we yeah, do. It's been about a month. We're getting, we're getting better at that. Um, oh, I, I want to ask this: How is married life? Is it as fun as what they made it seem like on Boy Meets World? No. I'll let start with that. No, married life is hard. It's harder than you think it will be. It's harder than dating life for sure. How so? Because suddenly there's all these expectations of you're the wife and the husband and you have to put them above everybody else and you guys are just supposed to have everything figured out the second you say I do. And I think everyone kind of falls into that trap of just expecting everything to be perfect and all the issues you had while you were dating just go away once you get married. And it's not what happens. No, you two are young, though. Like, that, that, that's the thing. Like. When Jordan first told me he wanted to marry you, we talked about it on the podcast. He he, he knew, yep. uh, and part of me knew because Jordan's always been a one woman <clears throat> type of a guy, and he's got he had all these girls that were coming at him. I'm like, dude, just give them to me, man. If you don't want them, like, <laughs> you know, alley you, you know, help me out. But <clears throat> he's always been a one woman type of a guy, and I, I remember. Oh God, we have we we have two gladiators fighting right now in the background. It'll be fine. If he doesn't pee anywhere, but that's okay. Um, but I was saying, I remember like you telling me like she was definitely the one. Kelly's trying to, she's she, she Kelly's the referee. Wrangling the dogs. Wrangling the dogs up. But I remember you said like, hey, like she's the one, and I, I believed you. I definitely did. It was different. It was different when you said like I like her a lot. I said I, I you have my blessing. But it did, you didn't you didn't ask me, but you had it anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I think, um, yeah, we've had a lot of conversations on just about the expectation is that you, you get married and you've reached this moment of clarity and that you've arrived as a couple, but it's, it's, it's not that it's a continual process. And really, if you think about it, marriage is just kind of the beginning of all the rest, you know, and you have to, one thing that we have really tried to do is getting away from everyone else's expectations of what marriage is and what it needs to be, what we need to be, whether it be from family or from society, or, you know, if you're involved in church from church and really having conversations amongst ourselves on like, okay, what does marriage mean to us? What's this going to look like for us? And I don't know if a lot of people nowadays do that, but I think it's important to be super intentional about like mm -hmm. really creating what it is. Yeah. Cause it's different for everybody, you know, setting the standard. Yeah. And so I found that when we've done that, like when we've been more intentional about that, there's been a lot of growth mm -hmm. and things get a little easier because you're on the same page. So, yeah, yeah I, I kind of felt you guys acted married anyway. So yeah. It, yeah. And now it's just a before. <laughs> and I remember, I, and it's funny. I still have Kelly's number. is. <laughs> Miss Stefan, for a while, I'd be Forever. texting, I would text Kelly yeah. something to you. I'd be like, nigga, guess what? And Kelly's like, uh, yeah. I'd be like, oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So for a while I was like, but it's still my phone is Miss Stefan Jordan That's Lewis. Funny. So yeah, even if, like, it was kind of confusing on Snapchat too, because it's the same thing as that. So yeah. I knew like, I wouldn't have said that for any other girl that you've been with. Cause I, I hope that you break up with all of them. <laughs> I, I, I was not a fan of a lot of the women that you dated prior to Kelly. This is factual. Um, yeah, there, there was, yeah, she might have actually been the, 
the the, the downfall of our house, man. Uh, to say the least, I, I won't say any names, but she knows who she is. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a gun effect, the shots fired. No, I'm just playing. I, I owe no no salt towards anybody. No sodium. <laughs> no sodium. Yeah, that, 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 but it's cool. It's awesome. Uh, oh, wedding day. Let's talk about that. Um, when Jordan told me I was the best man, I had to give a speech. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I didn't, it didn't process, but when we met at your bridal shower, your bridal slash groom shower, mm-hmm. we had to put the shoes up and like, mm-hmm. oh, you know yeah. talking about yeah, like that. that so I specifically remember your, your father, mm-hmm. Rocky Brock, shout out to Rocky Brock. Great shout out man. to shout out to Dana too, and the, the twins. Are they really? Are they really twins? Mm-hmm. Kevin Olivia. They're really. Oh, I thought Olivia was older than him. No, she's just three feet taller. Late bloomer, I see. Well, yes. Shout out to them because it's almost their birthday. Shout out to the twins. Uh, they'll probably never hear this podcast, but when they they'll hear it someday. This is explicit, by the way. So please, uh, <laughs> go on ahead, say Don't what you us. feel. Um, unless I want to incriminate you guys for the jobs you work at, make people think differently. <laughs> people think I'm, they think differently of me now. Like I'm not the same Christian, but I am. Uh, it's not my thoughts are on this blue Yeti microphone. Uh, but I remember Rocky told me in the bathroom, he was next to me. We, it was, we had a urinal. There was a urinal between us. And <laughs> okay, sticking with the code. I was going to yeah, question. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. It, it was in between us. And, and he said, uh, he said to me, "So, uh, you ready for this? You want to give a speech?" I was like. I can't do it. Oh, it's nothing. Just get some alcohol in you. And you'll, <laughs> sounds like, you'll, sounds uh, like rock. Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll be fine. Trust me. You'll be fine. And I'm like, bullshit. Man. I'm going to suck at public speaking. And then we left. He dried his hands off. after We both washed our hands, obviously. <laughs> he he <laughs> washed our hands. He washed our hands. He, you know, he's like, you got this. Wiped his hands off. And he even opened up the door for me with the paper towel. Oh, yeah. So Gentleman. Like, and a scholar. Like, yeah. I said, I know why Dana married this guy now. <laughs> and he told me I was going to, I could do it. So then we fast forward to the day of the wedding. We get our tuxes and I'm with your stepbrother, Brian. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Brian. Is it Renal? Renal. Renal. Yeah. When we made the potion, our famous drink. Nobody <laughs> knows what's in the drink, but we know what's in the drink. Anyway, so we, we went to, um, walmart in our tuxes or in our in our suits and i think we we could have pulled some dates like there were a lot of chicks that were looking at us and yeah uh, we started we started we got the stuff that we needed for this oh oh, oh we got contact we got action we got action dog fights never a dull moment in the lewis household continue though michael vick would be proud <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding i don't condone i don't condone dog fights but um, so we started drinking. I'm drinking from like the time the, from the beginning we had to take pictures. I started drinking. Then we're in the lobby. Tay was with us. Shout out to Tay. Happy birthday, Tay. Oh yeah. It is Tay's birthday. I, I was gonna text him, but I was like, I don't I don't know. I mean, I probably text him. I much rather just give him a shout out on the podcast. One of the first people I have to say. If he ever if he ever hears it, and I don't want to write on his wall on Facebook because everybody does that now. So I did not. Shout out to Tay. Hope everything's going good with you, bro. Uh, but we're drinking in the lobby, and um, before I knew it, it was time. And the DJ, whoever that DJ was, that Jiminy Cricket-looking motherfucker, dude, this guy, <laughs> like, announced us, like, backwards. So, yeah, like, everyone's so, like, switching in yeah, line. Yeah, we're switching in line, and, like, me and Lauren were confused, and, like, 
uh, my heart's beating out. All I could think about was, okay, I got to get this speech done. And I, I finally did it. It was off the top of my head. And I didn't know what I was saying, but I just looked at everybody else's faces and I could tell I, I did yeah. okay. And although I did shoot my shot that night, all of them did not go in. So, <laughs> but I got a lot of props from everybody. But uh, I remember looking at you two, like in the corner, and um, it just looked natural. Like your love looked natural. I think I said that in my speech. Yeah. Too. yeah. Uh, so, so I think aside start- from everything else, like I've always looked at us has been it's real i've always told her this i she showed me what it what it was to have something that was real not fairy tale not you know drama not expectation or this false idea of what a relationship or love looks like but just something real ups downs everything no i always respected and appreciated that everything that came from what we have was like a real thing you know what i mean so I think that's where that natural yeah. feel comes from. You do concur, Kelly. Real. Is that a question? Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, I don't know. Is it? Wait, I think the way I said it. I think I said it. You said way. it like a statement, which yes. So but... do you concur, Kelly? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I agree. We've always just like, I mean, I think we were really good friends before we ever started dating. And so it just kind of stuck with like, we're still best friends and now we're just dating oh friends let's get into that friends <laughs> friend zone yeah oh yeah how did you, you get, are super friend zoned how did you get out of the friend zone? okay Kelly, how no, did, i was never i asked record, you i, was never I asked Ever. you for advice on another guy yeah <clears throat> but it wasn't like to the extent of you would have never given me a shot that's true so i know viewers can't or listeners can't see. <laughs> listeners can't see, but if you could view what I'm looking at, these, these two dogs, dogs are fighting yeah, again. They're not giving it up. This reminds me of a scene from Lion King when Scar fought Simba. That's what it, this reminds me. They're of. very similar. The Chihuahua versus the Chihuahua. Yeah, no, I think yeah, but CC would have to be uh, Simba. Oh, oh. okay. Great. Someone's dying. Just ignore. Oh, she's gonna. Dog's killing. And no, we are not going to edit this part of the podcast. This is raw. This is the raw edition of the podcast. Rants about whatever. So stick with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Friend zone. So you yeah. totally friend zone, Jordan. I don't know. No. I felt like I felt no. like we I don't know. I don't know that it ever started like, oh, I wonder if he's flirting with me. Like, I never wondered that when we were just hanging out in the same group. Um, and like, I would ask you for advice on guys I was interested in, or like what you thought of certain guys I was interested in, I guess more specifically, yeah, I'd ask like what you thought of particular people. And I mean, you were always like, yeah, they're cool. You know, like you never were like, oh yeah, don't date them. Like trying to get me for yourself or anything. So I never like even thought it was not a possibility, but I didn't think you thought it was, or you thought of me in that way. And so I never thought of you in that way. That's that's more accurate. Yeah. Well, after hearing that, I, it makes it seem as though Jordan never stood a chance. That's what it seems like. How did you get out of that, man? What did you? What did he do, Kelly, to get out of the friend zone? Because I'm having that problem right now, <laughs> and I have an idea. Me and Jordan talk about this all the time, and I have my idea of the friend zone. But yeah, tell me how he got out of that. We, and we've talked about this too, Kelly. Right. So for him, it was more like I'm not going to say I thought you were shallow. 
but like you were the popular kid on campus i just wasn't into the whole like that just wasn't really like my scene me and you never really hung out like i never went to your house for a party you should have um, i kind of knew like the girls that you were interested in and the girls that you had talked to and i had told him like when you first expressed interest that like i'm not your type i'm just going to be straightforward like i am not i know the girls you're interested in we're friends i get it i'm not that like wait so you told him all. i'm not your type yeah yeah, facts. Damn. Yeah. Rather than you're not my type, I'm not your type. Yeah, because for me, it was like anybody that can like open up and be a real person with me, like I'm going to give you a shot because like that was why I initially got interested in Jordan was because he had just kind of shown that there was more to him than this basketball player, whatever. Like there was just more depth behind it. And we had real conversations about real things. And to me, that was like, what sparked more of an interest in him as a person instead of just him as a friend. But yeah, I went into that like full disclaimer. I am not what you've talked to and or dated. Like just was not me. No, I mean, not bad, good or anything. Just that's not just different. Yeah. And I was friends with girls you talked to. So like I didn't have a problem with the girls. It was more just, I knew that I wasn't like them. Mm-hmm when it came to the way I date guys and the way I handle relationships. Wow. So. Yeah, I can never get to that point. Um, my problem is, uh, I I told Jordan this. It, to me, it makes no sense. Like, the friend zone makes sense in like movies and sitcoms. Yeah. And because, you know, and see, like I said, season one, they're friends. And in season two, they like each other. He likes her. And then season six, he doesn't get to season, season right. six. So like, for me, it makes no sense for me to be friend zone if I like somebody, but they don't like me back. Yeah. Because I'm not fortunate enough, I feel like, because I believe in something called the Willingham rule, that <laughs> it won't work out to where if I give people advice, like it's just like, oh, yeah, he's a great guy. Like It doesn't work that, that way for me. So I, I try to steer clear of the friend zone. Unless, like, for new girls, like, for all, like, all the women that have been in my life for the past, like, seven years, like, they're kind of, you know, they're on that, we're on that level. And I, and I believe in plutonic relationships. Yeah. But I just think that it's, when you believe in something like that, that it, it, no matter how good of a person that you are, that uh, you can just woo your way into a girl's heart. Because nowadays, like, not a, a lot of women, not all of them are a lot, not a, a lot of them are like, they're not like Kelly. Like to see. Yeah, we had that discussion what two days ago. Yeah, and, and, and I'm sure that like I said, there's plenty of other women out there that are good girls, good women. I, I understand that, but for the ones that I've run into, they 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 suck. And I think the problem is I'm looking down in Westport. That's not a good place to look for any type of relationship, uh, unless it's just a one time thing. But I don't really know what I want because I've never been in a, in a, I've never even had a girlfriend to be honest with you. Like because it hasn't established long enough for that to happen yeah and they leave before things start getting kind of serious and i'm like well what the hell yeah i mean i was really similar to that like i dated one person seriously before jordan and like other than that it was just like i'd go to dinner with a guy for a couple times or i'd talk to a guy for a few months and we just didn't click or things just didn't take off or whatever like i would always either lose interest or they would lose interest or we just weren't Suppose like it was more about always the chase than like being caught or catching someone. And so like, I understand the whole not knowing what you're looking for. Like it's hard to figure out what that's going to look like when you've never had that. 
like I did not start dating Jordan the same way I started dating my first boyfriend. But at the same time, like that's probably a good thing. Yeah. But I think it just happens. It has to be organic. Yeah. I think that's the problem with people who are in the friend zone and are desperately like clawing to get out. Is it's not organic. It's they're trying to make something out of nothing. So it's all to me. It's all about like where your intention is. For example, with Kelly and I. We were friends first. I was interested in her after the funny story of like kind of how we met and mm -hmm. we were all, we had a group of friends, about six of us that hung out pretty tight the second semester of my senior year. And so there was a day where we were all in a group text together and we we're like, hey, let's go get something to eat, all of us. So we planned to go get something to eat and then like one by one, people started dropping off, like bowing out. Oh, something came up. Oh, I'm not feeling good. I can't remember what all, what the reasonings were, but it got down to where it was just me and Kelly. So I texted her and I was like, do you still even want to go? I don't want to make it weird. And she even told me that like, she didn't want to, she almost didn't go. Yeah. I didn't want you to think that I was like orchestrating this whole, like all the friends dropped it. Cause it really was weird. Like an hour before there were like two people ready to go and we're like walking out the door and then suddenly everyone's like, Oh yeah, I'm not going. Yeah. And so I was like, he's going to think I'm like this doing this on purpose or something. So I was like, all right, if you want to go, we can, but like, I'm totally cool with not going. Right. And, the thing and like, we did. What if, what if everybody did show up? Like, I want to, yeah. Or if we hadn't gone, man, yeah, that's correct. And see, that's that was what I mean. really like what, I mean, that was when we had deep started. conversations yeah. and that's what started the interest from just right. being friends and maybe having moments of like crushing or just like little flirtatious moments to yeah. like genuine interest. And it happened organically. If I, if she would have tried to orchestrate that or if right. me desperately trying to get out of the friends, I would have been like, all right, guys, don't show up. And I'm going to force this to happen because like she needs to be my girlfriend or something like that. Yeah. That's when it blows up in your face, I think, because it's not organic. You're not being genuine and your intentions aren't in the right place. We went as friends. I went as, okay, I'm about to have dinner with a friend. We yeah. got to talking. My intentions were still, her and I had never really had just time to get to know one another. Just us two. It was always in the context of like all six of us. So, I went into it just like, oh, this is a chance for like get to know one of my really good friends better. So my intentions were like in that place to where I'm just being a friend. And because it, it started organically and because it started with the right intentions and the right mindset, I think that gives it space to grow into something real. But if you're trying to yeah, force agree. it, then it's going to – that's when people get in trouble with the whole friend zone thing. I agree. So maybe you're forcing it, Christian. I don't know, I, but I feel like I kind of have to because here's the thing, just a little bit about my childhood, and Jordan knows this, because I, I say this a lot because I tell him all these things. I never picked up on social cues. Like, growing up yeah. without a father, um, not saying that, like, may have contributed to that, but I never grew up knowing, like, when a girl likes you. Like, I never I never did. I just found out on, uh, was it, uh, Cosmo? Cosmopolitan, I think, oh, the, the magazine. Yeah. I was reading it one day. I'm at the doctor's office and it just happened to say like 10 signs that see, you know, if a girl likes you and yeah. one of them is like touch and they like eye contact and then, you know, in your personal space. And, and I just like, I played that all back in my head again. And I'm like, yo, I could have got a lot of girls back in high school. Like it, it could have worked, 
but I just like put it off as though like I wasn't worthy enough because this girl was too beautiful. Like yeah. I kind of put myself down a little bit. I think you probably friend zoned yourself more originally, and then like you started to be known as like the friend zone, like the good friend guy. Like everyone had that guy. Yes, that was like a good friend to everybody, and you, girls just like loved that guy because you never had to worry about him like forcing his way out of the friend zone. Do you know who that's reminiscent of? Like, do you know who that reminds me of? It just hit me right now. A real person? No, like a, a person on a Character. TV show. Uh, Mouth McFadden okay, from Oh, yeah. I'm the black Mouth Mouth McFadden. But yeah. you know, I think. Damn so it. much of the problem too, and this is Kelly and I have talked about this many times. The reason her and I were able to like just make it something and be, she was upfront all yeah. the time. I'm very forward. I think and so am I. Like I'm. If I let, I think the problem with a lot of people and what where people people like the game sell themselves short is it is they play the game of Chasing like saying and being chased. Okay, I'm interested, but I can't text. But if you want to text somebody text somebody if you like somebody like just be up front yo i like you like i hate when those magazines or people try to tell girls especially like play hard to get because if you're dealing with someone like me and i told i tell her this i'm like i'm glad you didn't play the games because i'm not for the game yeah. if you're playing hard to get and i text you showing interest and you're like oh i'm not gonna text back for four hours guess what I'm going, I'm going to yeah. go find something else to do right. because I'm not for the game. Yeah, is that really a thing? Like, I, I, I always thought that was really a thing. Like, I was told, like, once I got a girl's number at the club, I had to wait three days. And I'm like, three That's days? Games, That's the yeah. game. Like, I think it depends on the situation. just be up front, though. Right. I, if a girl was genuine and gave you a number and said, like, hey, I really, you seem nice. I really want you to text me. Yeah. Then, like, that next day, there would be nothing wrong with you texting right. her. But everyone has the game. Everyone's yeah. like be, tries to be. To me, it's not authentic. Like everyone's trying to be super guarded and like, oh, I really want to text them, but I can't, and that screws a lot of people over. Yeah, and there's excitement in like chasing and being chased and all that. So like, I get that part of it, but at the same time, like from my perspective, I mean, I had a two-year-old child. I had better things to do with my time than sit around and wonder if he was going to text me or like. I straight up told him one time. I'm like, so we're not like when we. This is probably like way too much information. You're good. When we started sleeping together and we hadn't like, I mean, we, I don't know, you were leaving for Chicago. So it was one of those things where it was just kind of a fling and we were both cool with that. And I was like, we're not sleeping with other people. Right. And he's like, oh no, which I didn't feel like I needed to ask. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm not going to be the person that didn't ask and then gets mad. When, it, when you find out. Right. And so. Right. We are always on the same page with stuff like that. And then I would always text you and just be like, are you coming over tonight or not? I remember vividly the first time you were like, you coming over tonight or what? And not in like a let's hook up way. Just just like like, we would hang out every night. I want to see you. And he'd stay the night. And then we'd go to breakfast at school the next morning. And then we're like together between every class. And then we both go to work at night. And then, yeah, it was always just like. It was just real. Like when she texts me, are you coming over? I knew that to me was she wants, she wants to see me. Yeah, I want to see her, so I'm replying normally right away, cause and I'm like, yeah, I'll be there in whatever, an hour, thirty minutes, whatever. Yeah. So, to me, that's what gets a lot of people in trouble. You miss out on a lot of good things or what could have been good things because you're trying to play the game, and then right. while you were trying to play hard to Someone get, else is being that straight. dude got tired yeah. of dealing with your mess or vice versa. 
Yeah, I don't. Dude I, tries to act like I'm too cool. I don't want to be too forward. And then she got fed up and said, "Well, I'm gonna go someone that shows me the attention I want." Right. And, then and there's, a, I mean, there's a difference in like texting the girl right away and like, you, like Jordan was very good about if I needed space, like if I'm going to work, he's not gonna text me six times or two times or even once while I'm at work. Like you know, I'm at work. I don't have my phone on me. I'm busy. I have better things to do whatever like that's I remember on Easter I went to family's house yeah and you text me like one time was just like hope hope you're having a good time I'll talk to you tomorrow at school or something and I just thought that was really cool that you weren't trying to like do this let's text 24 7 back and forth thing because we both had better things to do than sit on our phones and text each other yeah and like no girl wants to pick up her phone and have seven text messages from somebody. Oh, guilty as charged. You guys know this. Whatever I tell you. <laughs> I, I, it's I, one. It's yeah, two. Yeah, this it's man is stream of consciousness texter I'm about to go through. Dang, I deleted your Did you time. really? Yeah, you delete I delete them because my phone storage is bad. So Shout if my messages pile up. Yeah, shout out to the uh, iPhone. Thanks a lot. Uh, uh, <laughs> Apple. Apple and rest in peace to Steve Jobs. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's one thing is like, yeah. being on the same page with somebody like if you're not trying to play games you need to be with somebody that's not trying to play games and if you are trying to play games good for you like there's fun in that there's True. a time and place for that everybody had fun chasing after people that they couldn't get and whatever but like make sure you're on the same page with the said person. person if they like the games and you like the game cool yeah but if you're a game person and you're dealing with a straightforward person I'm telling you right now it's not going and that was my like i'm not your type i'm not a, you i'm not a, a game person yeah. like I'm going to tell you, know. you it is how it is, and yeah. you're in or you're out. Right. And that's how what I grew to be. And he is most definitely in. Yeah, I, I need to work on that texting thing, man. I, I feel like I say a lot, and then I'm like, oh, wait, no, no, I got to say this. Yeah. Then I got to say that. It's yeah. like, whoop, whoop, I love it, though. Whoop, whoop. Cause it Because, uh, yeah, I love it. It depends I, on the person. I've, yeah, I feel like I've lost it. Uh, yeah, that's lost, true. Uh, it does depend on the person. Yeah. I don't like texting. I don't like talking to people I, in I, general. I, yeah. I don't know. It's just I, the, it, this this idea of the game. Like mm -hmm. I, I was in Westport. Okay, met this girl. She was blonde. I have the thing for blondes that I think I, they don't work for me. I, I can't. They don't like me. I don't know what it is. I've tried. I'm like oh for seven. <laughs> uh, but one this girl, she like graduated from Rockets in Game Seven. Yes, yeah. I was I was uh, I was, uh, I was Trevor Ariza with the threes. Well, I don't think he hit any in Game Seven, but. Um, so this girl, I've seen her. She's fine as hell. And so I go, what is the whole thing now? Because you guys got each other's numbers, right? You know what I get? I get Snapchats, okay? I get. I don't get numbers. I get Snapchats. Yeah, <laughs> that I've heard is that's I'm not in there. I'm glad that. I'm glad. <clears throat> Seriously. I'm I do not miss that. I, 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 I've got I've, coworkers that talk about that stuff. Like, I've oh, never. I'm glad I'm not I haven't gotten a number from a woman in like two years. And all, but I get their Instagram. <laughs> but like, you're putting yourself, like, another thing is tell if somebody, if you ask for somebody's number and they say, well, here's my Instagram, be like, I'm not going to hit you up on Instagram. Like, That's true. If you want me to take, I want to take you to dinner. If you want me to take you to dinner, I'd like your phone number. You know? Ooh. Just be straightforward. Tell them what your intention is to what you're going to do with their number. If you're just trying to hook up with them, just take their Snapchat or their Instagram. No, like, no, I, no, I want to do more than just, right. I definitely want to. So position yourself. To be taken seriously, if you're trying to be taken seriously. That's gold. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? That's gold. I like that. that was gold. I hope you got some 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 fellas listening to this right now. Some yeah, single men. Yeah, because I'm told gold. <clears throat> my friend David thinks that because I and I have stopped. 
but I used to post a lot of, uh, I follow, guys, this is embarrassing to say in front of Kelly because she's going to judge me hella hard. But on Twitter, I follow a, uh, (laughs) I follow a page called, I think it's called like Ass Club Daily. And like, these girls have some nice booties. And uh, I've reposted, and I guess there was a time when, and and when I I went to Maple, my friend David, shout out to David Kinchelow, uh, the, the, the jolly green, the jolly white giant. He uh, told me that these two girls, one of them I was trying to get on, where I was trying to get with, he's like, hey, uh, she thinks you're a player. I said, why? Because she looks at all your retweets. She thinks yeah. that you're a bad. And I'm like, how can that dictate how bad of a guy? He goes, it's 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 the perception. Well, and even like if I was if I was interested in Jordan or interested in anybody and they were retweeting pictures like that, like I don't look like that. No girl you're trying to get with in Kansas City looks like that. Damn. So like you're literally saying to the world, here's my standard. This is what I'm after. This is what I like. And then you're setting every other girl up to fall short from that. So every girl thinks that they can't live up to that expectation. Right. Damn, maybe I am a bad guy. You're not a bad <laughs> Everyone oh. does it. I mean, it doesn't make you a bad guy. Well, yeah, I, I thought I, I thought I'd win this argument, but obviously David won. It's uh, just, I think it's a more sensitive subject for girls because like girls in the media are held to such a higher standard than guys that <clears throat> it's one thing for me to like tell Jordan, oh, this actor's super hot. It's another thing for him to come to me and be like, look at this girl's body. I'd be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's a great body. I wish I could have. Like, girls are so much harder on their bodies that's... than guys are, I think. And uh, <clears throat> maybe not harder on themselves. I but harder, I think guys have higher no, stakes. Like, there's a, I didn't yeah, care that Jordan had a six-pack. Like, that was not a something I needed, you know? It's a nice added bonus. I'm not going <laughs> to say it's not. Yeah. I love the abs. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if guys are making it seem like I have to have a girl with a big butt and big boobs and thin waist and tight jeans, you know, like how many girls actually look like that? <sighs> not that many. I mean, I think that's why most of them go to the gym now. I think it's not for their health. I think right. it's for like to lift and hashtag booty everything. That's what it is. Um, that, well, and you know, we talked about that whole thing about. You say, well, you're being yourself. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of times, uh, because as David pointed out to you, perception is everything, especially when we mm-hmm. live in this, everyone's their brand, right? Like we live in a branding society where your social media is your brand. Everything's your brand. True. So <clears throat> the people that know you, like should simply retweeting a picture of a butt like I would deter someone from right. thinking you're there's more depth to you. Of course not. That's silly. And then when we talk about you being your authentic self, right? We've had that discussion of like, I feel for you because you're over here just like I'm being myself. If I see a picture of a nice butt, I'm gonna retweet it. That shouldn't impact your perception of me. And I agree with you. It shouldn't. Unfortunately, just because of the context and the, the world we live in that's how that's how that's what dictates people's perception of others so so So. for for her to say i'm a player okay this is is i will say i'll preface it's unfair it is is. simply from going off of your twitter page is unfair right and i don't really have like i don't interact with women on that level anyway like not to that just but she thinks i did but it was funny because she said that she was a fan of the um the Bachelor. I think it was The Bachelor. Wait, yeah. Is that the one where the guy 
gets all the girls right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so she's a fan of The Bachelor. Now, that's kind of, yeah, I mean, that's... the irony in all of this is for women who hate players, but love The Bachelor, but love The Bachelor for a guy who's got multiple women, he's right. probably ba- blowing all their backs out anyway. So like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. sorry. No, I don't want to know. It's okay. fine. I'm gonna keep my. He's he's got brain. he's ha- he's having, in the terms of, he's Bill Clinton, he's, he's having sexual relations with all of them. That's what he's doing, <laughs> and it's like they don't have a problem with that. But I, I guess maybe that's because it's not reality. Yeah, but it's re- yeah. I was gonna say that's like, I mean, that's reality TV, and even then, it's fabricated. And I don't think the girl meant. Lord knows, I don't know who it was or know her as a person, but no, you don't. In that position, like I don't think she meant you're a player. I think she meant like seeing you post that stuff no. made her think, okay, he's interested in something that's not me. Because that doesn't make you like posting pictures of girls doesn't make you a player. It doesn't. You didn't do anything with any of those girls, so. Or maybe. Maybe that's just a way, an outlet for them to be like, oh, oh, well, there goes that. I don't want to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the easy way out. Uh, she was a good woman too. She was she was pretty dope. But I don't know. I guess it just happened for the best. But for I'm not a bad guy. I try. I tried the bad. It's, it sucks, man. Being a bad guy, it's pretty lonely. <laughs> yeah. No one wants a bad guy. Girls think they want a bad guy, and then as soon as they get it, like nobody wants a guy that they have to take care of. If they wanted that, they'd have a child. Mm, I don't know, man. I I guess that's just me. I don't ever yeah, want a yeah. guy that I have to take care of. Yeah, you're one of a kind. I mean, like, I think that women like bad boys because they're projects. <laughs> she, she's <clears throat> Dustin. <laughs> well, she's got that dirt off her shoulder, Kelly. Real Kelly, quick. Real quick. Uh, no, I, I do think girl, girls want to be, like, the girl that fixed the guy. Like, John Tucker must die, movies that... What was that movie even about? I'm we just to... watched. I just made Yo, him that's watch actually that. A fun and it movie. is a good movie. It's about like a guy that's a super player and plays all these girls. And so they all team up and have this other girl like play him back basically oh. and like break his heart. And so he like actually ended up falling for this girl and it was super fake oh. and whatever. But I think that's what girls want is like they all want to be the girl that changed the player and. Because when you see that, like, that has happened. And I remember seeing people at school that, like, the guy was a super player and then settled down with the girl and they're still together. And everyone was just like, oh, yeah, like, she's the one who finally, like, caught him. Yeah. And so girls like, I mean, girls want to be that that girl. Is that on Netflix? No, I have the DVD, we have the though. DVD. We'll lend it to you. Really? Okay. I'll have to borrow that. I think speaking of that, I still have to give Jock. I think Jock gave me a Fifty Shades of Grey. Never seen oh, it. God. Never watched it. Don't. There's no reason as a man to watch Fifty Shades of Grey by yourself. Yeah, I know. No I know. Well, at the, yeah, he, he's yeah. But um, yeah. I, it's still sitting in my car actually. <laughs> Never. That's where it shall, yeah. shall remain. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I might, I'm probably gonna give it back to him at some point. Her, it's a good book series though. I did read the books. That that's um. I'm not into bondage, man. It's not my thing. Yeah, not about it. Oh. Why are you giving me what? that? Omg. <laughs> Next topic. Next topic. Oh my god. I hate you. Oh. Next topic. So uh, how do we? Uh, can, I, can I keep it a buck with you guys? Can I keep it real? Oh, for I'm right. not gonna lie. This is gonna sound. Maybe I, I know. And I know this is this is a, this is a two part podcast. So. Maybe we can delve into this so I can know where Kelly stands with all this. Um, ever since Donald Trump has been elected, <laughs> oh, Jesus. I 
I forget he's the president. Like I, I, just, yeah. I just feel like I don't because I don't follow CNN much. Yeah. So I forget he's president, and um, the world just continues to my my world continues. Like yeah. I don't have to stop and say, "Well, look at what he did." And get butthurt about everything he yeah, does. Like, yeah. I, I, I really don't mind. Like I, I, here's the thing: I didn't vote for him, but. At the same time, I don't, I don't care. I don't, yeah. I don't mind. Until it's going to like affect me, someone I love or like the greater good, which like, I'm not thrilled about what he's doing for the environment. I will say that. But What is he doing? I don't know what he's doing. He's working right now on repealing the bans for like big animal hunting, big game hunting in like Africa and things so, like elephants. And- oh, so they're going to kill them. So it used to be legal to hunt them. Then it was illegal. Now he's trying to like lift the ban and make it legal again for just like stuff like that. I'm like, you have better things to do. Like you have so much power and that's what you're going to do with it. So it's important, man. So, yeah. Well, I think it's interesting that people made a big deal about uh, killing Cecil the lion. I, I thought that was interesting. Um, I don't even know that's true. Yeah, that, I guess there was a lion. Well, first off, I don't know how you find a lion in the wild. Know what's that lion? Oh, and yeah. Name that lion. I know what you're talking but about. They kill, I guess they killed the lion, and like PETA made a big deal about that. And um, Yeah. Which, I mean, they're, they're, they're natural predators, but I don't know. I, I didn't really see it make a big deal of it. Or like when they, when they killed that gorilla that, oh, yeah, that, that drugged that baby in the and the Cincinnati Zoo, Harambe, which, which you know, yeah. no offense, white people have made Harambe a, like, a conglomerate and saying things like, dick south for Harambe, like, you've never met that monkey. So right. and people then wrote Harambe like, in and voted for him for president. 2,000 ballots or something. That's ridiculous. <laughs> he's, he's pointing straight at the Yeah, Harambe was a presidential candidate at one point. And so, yeah, was, and so was these nuts. That's why I can't take the society seriously. Oh, these nuts. We are not positioning ourselves to be taken seriously. Oh yeah. Oh oh oh. Since we're on that topic about not taken seriously, like you see, Kim Kardashian met with Trump about uh, prison reform. Prison reform. That that's that's. Uh, I wonder how that conversation went. I don't know if we can talk about this on this part or your nice part, but that goes back to what I think. Don't get me wrong. I'm not one of these social media bashers. I have all social media platforms i have my own business so i understand the benefits of social media you couldn't do this podcast as successfully without social media correct so i get that is an amazing tool right however what it has caused in our society i think is many things but one of which is this false uh this misconception that just because you have an opinion makes you qualified to talk about an issue if that makes sense like plenty we all have opinions right right i have opinions about prison reform i have opinions about the justice system i have opinions about uh you know uh, the economy i have opinions about the environment and sustainability but i'm not qualified i haven't done enough research i don't know enough about any of that to talk about it right so I'm not gonna. I don't know Kim Kardashian, but something tells me I have a very strong hunch that she is not qualified to talk about prison reform. You know what I mean? You have a point. So it's created this misconception <clears throat> that just because you have an opinion and a Twitter that you can talk about these things, you're not qualified. 
and that's okay. Stick to what you're qualified to talk about. Well, so, then you have the the apologists for Kim Kardashian. You know, she has a huge following, man. Like, so you have them, and they're like, "Well, who are you to say that she's not qualified?" Right, right. So I have no one to say, but like right. I said, it's just on a hunch. It's like, what's the standard? And until she's her title is no longer a model and it's expert on prison reform or until she has a degree in criminal justice or something, I'm just hedging my best that she's not qualified. We can assume that. Yeah, she's not. I can assume based on pretty strong facts, not facts, but pretty strong. What I see, you know, observations. what I saw. Yeah. yeah. She, 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 her free time. She's on the internet researching. Cool. Great. I just don't think that's happening. Well, well, there's a reason why she's doing it, though. I, I think it has something to do with the woman who killed somebody. I could be wrong, so I, like I said, I don't, I don't fact check often, but I read something on Twitter about that. Like, some a woman committed a crime, and I guess like she wants Trump to like yeah. like uplift that ban, like uplift her her sentence. And Trump responded post the meeting. Which I I, I I wouldn't be a fly in the room to see what they talked about or what they did because I don't think they did I don't think they did a lot of talking. <laughs> Just throwing it out there, and it happened to be in the same Oval Office that Bill Clinton got his Jeez. off in. So I, I I would like to see what happened there. But if in fact they did talk about something, it'd be interesting to know her stance on all of that. Um, and, and and Trump today has become such a lightning rod for like you say Trump amongst a group of. Like black people, man, and it's just they they get incensed, man. But then you say Obama, and it's like, oh, it's best ever, best ever. I will give Trump credit here, though. I think that everything he said he's going to do, he's doing it. He's he's done it. Obama had a little bit more pushback, but maybe Trump's got help. He's probably greasing the palms of people behind the behind closed doors. So I, I'll give him credit there. But I'm wondering if he's really going to try to get us into this. Uh, Whatever this nuclear thing he's got against uh, North Korea, man, which I think I think it stopped. I uh, could be wrong, but yeah, I wouldn't. I we know. are. Uh, I don't know. Point. I don't know. I wouldn't call us uninformed, but like we're selectively. We just don't. Yeah, like I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't follow it. Like, I don't I'm get. A, yeah, I don't let myself get worried or like worked up about every little thing that somebody says or does. Gosh. Facebook does, dude. You yeah. can't. It's like it's like a one big CNN versus Fox News debate all the time. I gotta catch myself sometimes because I can get looped into like just you do seeing what people say and being like, oh, you're so dumb. There have yeah. been times where I'm like pulling you back from yeah social media arguments. And- yeah, well, because it's pointless. I think because we're nobody all, wants I mean, to be like no one out there is posting this stuff so they can get somebody else's opinion. Like. Everyone's out there posting it so that they can just continue Feel to right. right. Everyone just wants to keep pushing their opinion. No one's trying to like genuinely sit down and listen hmm. to somebody else's opinion. So what do you think draws people to like stuff like that? Like draws like, people to like to, argue? to to art like so say if someone say for instance someone which we'll probably get into this on the next episode, but if someone posts, well, I think Roseanne Barr shouldn't have had her, her show canceled. Like what would incense somebody? Maybe is it the person who's on the opposition that's like, yeah, because she's racist, and this is why I think this, and this, and this, and this, and this. Like, do you, do you, like, what, what would? Because sometimes I feel that way. Like, if it's something that I feel passionate about, or if yeah. I'm like, if someone said, hey, uh, fuck the Eagles, I'm like, I gotta say something. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a, it's an impulse. You, you want me to go first? 
I don't know. You, yeah, you can. I don't argue on social media. Yeah, true. You ever. don't. So you can't. Oh, you enough. can't speak on so, it because so you are good. About I just this. don't do it. I wish I'd be. I wish I could be better. I just don't let myself get worked up enough about it. The times I have, here's what is it's this. So, I have certain values. Like there are certain things that I hold to high regard. Right. Um, you know, whether it be acceptance of others or connection or understanding or honesty, whatever. I have a lot of them. Um, so to me, when I see a Facebook post that makes me be like, oh, this drives me crazy. I have to say something. It's when I see someone post something that I'm like, that is so just against how I see the world and like what I think is right that I feel excuse the barking, but I feel like I need to, depending on the person, sometimes it's, I need to tell you that I think you're so wrong. And like, it pains me to see you, the, the way you're talking about this issue illustrates to me that you see the world so wrong, in my opinion. But and like, again, it what goes says back to, you're right? I know, that's the thing. And that's why I need to be better because it's just my opinion. I, I think th- over time I've gotten better. I think it depends on like what you've gone through in life too, because there have been topics where somebody will say something to me or praise me for something. And I'm like, you have no idea. Like, I don't know. People always say like, I can't believe you didn't have an abortion. Okay. When you are pregnant, is that really what you want to do? Like you would much rather have the child than go through the emotional and physical pain of that. Like, it's just people don't have that. Like people don't have that experience, so they can't speak on that. But they try to speak on that because they think they know what they would do in that situation. Which again, they think they're qualified to talk about something, right? These dogs are going at it. I know. They're going at it like dogs and dogs. It comes back to that. I, they, people, social media makes people think they're qualified to talk about things simply because they have a Facebook page. I'm, I've been guilty of that too. I think I've gotten better. I haven't gotten to a Facebook argument in a long time because <laughs> I'm trying to understand that just because they see the world their way, that doesn't affect my life. True, know? true. It doesn't. Yeah. It may and me. I mean, their perception is their reality. Yeah, exactly. That's how they see the world. They're not dead. You know, they're not in jail. So and there's it must r- be working for them to an extent. And I try to appreciate that. On Facebook, there's a super cool thing you can do where you can, like, still be somebody's friend but unfollow them. So I would say, like, a solid 80% of my Facebook friends are unfollowed. Like, if you say something I don't want to see, and I learned this from a book I read, actually. Like, you spend so much time on social media. We're all guilty of it. So why are you going to let people put all this negative stuff in front of you and continue to read it? So, like, if somebody posts an article, if a company posts an article I don't want to read or I don't like, I just unfollow them. To me, it's like I would rather just I have unfollowed family members, several of my family members, because to me, it's not worth like having a bad name. I'll I'll say it doesn't get to me, but then I'll see them and I'm like, oh, they think this, this and this. Mm. And so I don't want my the things that people are posting on social media because they're reading news stories. I mean, how much truth is behind these stories? So. To me, like I went through a phase of like six months where I just unfollowed anybody and everybody that was not bringing joy to my life. So like I see the same seven people on That's Facebook. That's why you didn't probably. talk to me for like. Six <laughs> Shut months. up. I was like, wait a minute. No, but seriously, like I've unfollowed 
close family members that I just couldn't, it was just, to me, it wasn't worth knowing like all the BS that we disagreed on. Hmm. And I don't really get on Twitter ever. 98% of my Instagram is me following companies. So it's just like, if you're going to spend as much time on Instagram as our generation or on social media as our generation does, make it something you want to look at that's bringing joy to your life at least. Like, yeah. don't let it lure you into all these situations where you're pissed off and getting off your phone to go get your computer so you can type faster in your argument. Like, just don't let it do that to you. It's like, not worth yeah. it. Like, you know what? You're all like sitting the, at home. The fighting. phone's not going to cut it. <laughs> well, the thumbs are so big that they yeah. started having typos like ah fuck this i would do that like if me and jordan were text fighting i would get on my computer and t and type it out and then email it to myself and then get on my phone and get on my email and copy and paste it to him because i was like i have to say all these things and i'm so angry and how can i say them quick enough I and so i type it all That's out wild. yeah kelly, girls are tricky kelly lewis dropping gems Girl yeah. secrets. Surprising people tonight. Girl secrets. Uh, that's interesting. Sure. I, I need more of those because I, I need cheat codes for this game. <laughs> for sure. I'm, I'm knowing uh, online dating. Uh, Bumble is the, probably the worst app I think ever. I've never been on Bumble. It's the worst. It's like worse than after. Tinder. I've been in a relationship for too long. <laughs> like that was all. Tinder was like a thing when I was single, but I think I had a Tinder for like two days. I never had a Tinder. You haven't? Oh, dude, I'm glad you didn't discover it. It's the worst. You meet, you meet, I met, I met, I've had some crazy matches, man. Like, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I met one person on Tinder that I actually went and like met in real life and me and him like super hit it off. And still to this day, like we didn't actually ever date or do anything. Like we went to dinner several times, but like still to this day, I'm Facebook friends with him. Like he's in a relationship. I'm married. We comment on each other's stuff. Like I still think super highly of this guy. And he's the only person I ever met on Tinder. Sounds like we're gonna have to ride out on this dude, Joel. <laughs> sounds like sounds like have to ride up on me. What's your name, Tanner? <laughs> you went with one of the whitest names. <laughs> I just thought it. Tanner. Worse was like uh, I don't know. Probably his actual Kate. name. Hunter. 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 Simon. Robin. I wish I had more girl secrets to share. I think you do. Well, oh, well, no, you don't want to share mugs then to other girls. But get her, get her, fuck up the podcast. <laughs> She's telling all of our secrets. I don't think there's. I think the biggest thing about girls, and like we still deal with this, oh. guys will always say, like girls don't know what they want. They're so back and forth. Like Whimsical. I, yeah, like they, I don't know what they want. I don't know what they want from me. Like I don't know what they want me to do or tell them or whatever. We don't know what we want you to do. Like, I have Facts. no idea. I will wake up in the morning and be pissed off at the world. And I don't know what Jordan did wrong, but he is going to die today. Like, I did a damn thing wrong is what I did. I yelled at him today. Is this when you called me annoying and I went upstairs when I was trying to get the dog's halter yeah. off and he wasn't doing it the right way? And so I got mad and threw a fit and like snatched the dog back and did it myself and then stormed upstairs. Like, we don't know. We don't know why we do the things we do. So, so, so I don't know what you want. I don't know what I want him to do half the time. I just know that I want him to know what I want him to do. <laughs> this, this is, this is huge. Girls oh. don't know. Either. So girls don't know. So we have no idea. So we, and real quick, <laughs> I want y'all to dive into this, but I will say from the male perspective, as an, as a man married to a woman, 
Um, probably the most relaxing thing that has ever happened in our marriage, the, the thing that has made me just at so at ease is, and this probably happened literally a week ago, if not a couple of days ago. It was another moment and you were tripping for no reason. <laughs> Which girls do, and that's fine. So yeah. wait, so girls do trip for, for no reason. I will throw a fit and literally be like in the midst of throwing the fit. And I'm like, why am I mad at this? Like, why am I even, I don't know, but it's too late now. I'm already mad. I have to continue to be mad and make this seem legitimate. Is that a, is that a chemical imbalance? Like what is it? It's that? hormones. It's everything. Like girls are crazy. We're crazy. But here, oh. here's why, here's why. I'm bragging. Here's why you're special. And like I said, it goes back to when you said this, I was able to breathe and say, oh, okay, cool. Now everything that happens from here on, I can just sit back and say, okay. We had a moment. I forgot what it was about. It was a little spat, probably five, ten minutes. Had some space. I came back around her. She goes, I know that <laughs> I had no reason to, I know to that react that way. Yeah. I know that I don't make any sense. And half the time, I don't know what I want. Yeah. Just know that I know that too. Yeah. And I was like, bet. As long as you can be self-aware enough and honest enough with yourself to know that you're tripping for no reason sometimes. Yeah. A lot of the time. I can live with that. I can look at you. When you're tripping and say, because as a guy, I think we drive ourselves crazy going, am I crazy? What did I do? What am I missing here to make you react this way? Yeah. And we start to think that either we're missing something or doing something wrong or not picking up on a cue or that we're crazy. Right. So to hear from the woman, I know that this makes no sense. I know that sometimes I trip for no reason. I can hear that and go, okay, cool. I knew I did nothing wrong. Yeah. So there's some relief that comes with that. So I praise her because she was honest enough and self-aware enough with herself and with me to say, this thing that just happened, (laughs) when you're sitting here in the moment and you're telling me I'm acting crazy in the moment, I'm mad, so I'm going to defend myself. I know I was acting crazy. I can be cool with it. Yeah. Because I know. Like, girls are not a formula to be figured out because we haven't figured it out. Like, and we'll have the issue where he'll be like, well, last time I did this, like, you told me to do this. And I'm like, well, now I'm telling you that's not what I want you to do. Like, I don't know what I want you to do, but I know it's not that. And, like, a big issue with him was he would always say to me, okay, so I know you don't like when I do this, but what do you want me to do? Like, I don't know, but I know that I don't want you to do that. Like, I know what I don't want, but I don't know what I do want. Oh, oh my God. So, like, that was big, too. We just don't know. We don't know what we're doing. We're just tired, hungry, and that's really it. Just tired and hungry all the time. It's hard. It's like being a baby. Yeah, it's just big babies. We're just giant babies. Here's one more gem I will say Uh, from the male perspective. What? Just another thing for you to process. (laughs) Men, my belief is that, so for a long time, and we're always having this discussion, Christian, you and I have had this discussion. Yeah, Other no men I know are having this discussion. 
we just we don't understand women, right? Right. We're trying to understand women. <laughs> just the key words. Understand. You can't. Yeah. And I'm not like it does sound funny, but I'm really not even trying to be funny. Like I've I've really accepted this. I've told her this. I'm done trying to understand you. I just want to accept you. Yeah. Like all jokes aside, I'm I'm done trying to figure out in my head how that makes sense because chances are to me a male we're just different chances are to me it doesn't make sense right right and, and it doesn't matter doesn't have to all i gotta do is accept it and love it and no more you know i want to know more i want to know more about how things make you feel i want to yeah. know more about your past. I want to know more about why certain things make you react a certain way. Um, and so I don't have to get it. I think a lot of times men, we try to get, figure out how to get our woman. How do I get you? Like, I don't get you. You just I've want to understand. So many times. Yeah. We want, men, we have that need. We want to understand. Think about guys. We like to toy with things. It's, it's, I, it's in our, I'm psych psychology person. So it's in our brain the male brain to want to solve problems and figure mm -hmm. things out and tinker with things take stuff apart rebuild it right we right. want to understand how stuff works but a woman we that's why i think god is a funny dude god gave us this these things that we aren't gonna understand because we yeah all we can do is accept it and love it so i think when you can Switch your mindset from trying to always wrap your head around what your woman does. And on this note, we're going to start part two of the podcast because Anchor only allows an hour segment. Clearly, we had a lot of fun with this topic and everything else we talked about. So with that being said, you may now continue listening to the one to go ham podcast. But yeah, whenever you can... Stop trying to wrap your head around what your woman does and make sense of it all and just learn to appreciate it for who she is and understand that's just her and accept her anyway and love her anyway. Then that's the right mindset. You'll save yourself a lot of stress and hassle and you'll make your woman feel safe enough to be herself. And she'll open up to you more. And the things she's doing that make you so stressed out, she'll probably do less because she sees you give her, you're giving her the space to grow and to be her and to figure things out on her own. So we're only nine months in, but that has to been that's to been, yeah, to marriage. But that's been a discovery as of late that's really helped me. Yeah. It's like I don't gotta understand you. I just, I just wanna accept you and love you. It really so, has been nine months. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. could just be me as a person because, like, I think I was very late to the game of, like, figuring out who I was and what it was that I wanted. I mean, granted, I had a kid at 18, so a lot of that stuff gets pushed back when you're trying to figure out how you're even going to go to school, how you're even going to afford groceries the next day. Like, I was working constantly in school, constantly trying to put him in daycare. Like, it was... I still to this day don't know how the math worked out that I had enough money to do these things or even had enough hours in the day. But for me, I didn't get that time to go off to college. Like everyone's going off to college, figuring out who they are, what they want to do and be and going to these parties and having all this fun. And even when I did have nights free and he was with grandparents or whatever, it was still like, 
I have to get up in the morning and be a mom. Like I can't be hungover all day tomorrow. I can't go to brunch with my friends tomorrow. I can't rush a sorority or live in a dorm or change my major six times. Like I have to just get through school, get my shit figured out, get a good job. And so a lot of figuring out who I was came, I mean, after probably when you and I started dating and I had somebody else there to co-parent consistently with that I could, you know, spend time. And that comes with challenges because you're in a position where you're trying to figure yourself out yet in the context of a, of a relationship. And that yeah. can be hard, you know? Yeah. So it's been important for me to keep that in mind of like, you're still, you know, you haven't, you have your own experiences that make you who you are. And you're in a lot of ways still trying to figure out who you are and you have to do it or not. You have to, but you've chosen to do it with me. Lucky you. So I have to respect that and give you the space to grow and explore as a person. You know what I mean? So Kelly has to run off and she, uh, <laughs> Kelly had to just let the doggies out. So that, that, that's, um, that's really something because I can't see Kelly you know, for as cool and as easy it is, I feel like for it is for, for anyone to get along with Kelly. I, I think I look at her and I can't see her in a sorority. Maybe you know I can see her in a sorority, but but no no no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I can no, see I can see her. In a sorority. She don't like nobody. Right, right. But she could be the person in the sorority that's just like, like the cool mysterious girl in the sorority. Like everybody's like, oh that's Kelly. Yeah, that's Kelly. And they're like. Kelly, um, like they may have got problems, and Kelly's just like, eh, fuck them. Like, who cares? Like that, that, that that'd be yeah. Kelly. Like, I was definitely not that girl for like my first two years of college. I mean, I was super insecure going into college because I was trying to fit in with this group of people that was nothing like me and knew nothing about my problems. And so I spent a long time like trying to put on this, like, go to school and be this person and come home and be a mom. And for me, like, that took a long time to even just figure out how to handle all of that. And then on top of that, I mean, that's the first time you're responsible for yourself. So the second I was out of the house and responsible for myself for the first time in my life, I was responsible for another person's well-being. So like, yeah, it was college was not, I was definitely not that girl for like two years. I was not the girl I am today for a lot of college. What was your Uber? Like you ooze confidence. Like to yeah. me, like you do. Yeah. <laughs> once again, flexing, flexing. I think I just figured it out eventually that like, it was something my dad always told me <clears throat> and it was, this is so cliche, but he had always said like, fake it till you make it because he was super self-conscious as a kid. He was a wrestler in high school, wrestled like 98 his senior year. So he was itty bitty, like smaller than me and my sisters and just a real short kid, late bloomer, all this stuff. So for him, he was not as confident as, as he seemed, but to everybody else, like you, if anybody that has met Rocky, he's so outgoing and so yeah. confident and so poised and just the most like charismatic. Yeah. So charismatic. charismatic. And so to me, like I just assumed he was so sure of himself and to find out that he wasn't and that everybody just thought he was, I was like, I could do that. And so I just slowly started and this sounds super cocky, but almost just like, telling myself like yeah you're you're hot shit basically hmm. and then eventually you start to believe like you are i mean everybody is something special so you should believe that but if you don't like tell yourself that long enough and you're gonna start believing it 
And so it took a long time. And by the time I started dating Jordan, I was kind of at this place where I knew my expectations and my boundaries and what I would and wouldn't accept in a relationship. And I had kind of figured out for myself, like what I didn't, didn't want. And so when we started dating, I think that's when I really started to figure out, I mean, who I was in more depth as a person, but I was more confident in what I was doing with my life. That's what I would say is that you put action behind the telling, you know, Mm -hmm. you can tell yourself, you know, all the, I'm I'm so great and I'm this and I'm that all day. But if you're not doing anything, you're never gonna. You have to, in order to believe it, you have to have proof to back up what you're saying. Right. And you had the proof. So like you told yourself, even if you didn't believe it at first, you told yourself I'm great, all these things, I'm yeah. not shit. But then you also, you know, became one of the under two percent to finish college before age thirty with a child. You know, you. <laughs> Uh, you know, double majored and did all these things and did countless internships. Like you backed up, you gave yourself proof to draw back on one thing. What do I always call it? I call it your cookie jar, right? You have to, you have these things you can reach in and pull out when you're feeling away. Oh man. Yeah. You might be feeling down one day for someone to come and remind you and say, no, you're great. Here's why you need some proof. Reach in the cookie jar. You have all these nuggets of proof. Remember that time you did this thing? That was tight. Remember that time you did this thing? That was incredible. You are amazing and you have the proof to back it up. Yeah. And just like surrounding yourself with people that are going to tell you that because I wasted so much time in college, like being friends with the girls. And this is just girls in general, but like being friends with the girls. And I think there's guys that do this too, that they're self-conscious and they're miserable. So they want you to be self-conscious and miserable. Like misery loves company. And that was something somebody told me like when I was going into high school was like, don't let these girls that are out making mistakes, let you make those mistakes. Well, obviously got caught up in that still. I mean, for me, that didn't, I don't think I really clicked with me what that meant until I got to college and realized like there's girls going out and partying and in miserable relationships, but they look so fabulous and glamorous and everybody wants to be them. Misery loves. I think that's what it took for me was uh, surrounding myself. I had so I, had, I know so many people, but like I felt like the the relationships were meaningless. And having a smaller group of friends who support me, like I post on social media, like you know most people post for likes, and I, I just kind of post whatever I feel and get two likes, but it's from two people that I talk to the most. Yeah. Um, yeah. Versus like eighty six people I don't talk to or. Like, and out of the 86, like, 28 I don't like. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I chose 28, but it just feels right. Yeah. Like, that's that's interesting, fake it to you. Well, that's the thing. I can never fake anything. I I was always myself. And even when I tried to, like, not be myself, I was like, yeah, this is lame. Like, I I don't wear Hollister. Why am I wearing Hollister? Right. I don't, you know, I don't wear Axe Cologne. Like, this is stupid. Um, Yeah. But it's like, be true to yourself at the same time. Like, I always was so upset that I couldn't be in a sorority just because I obviously could not afford it and didn't have the time and energy to put into it. And so I wasn't going to go out and like force myself to work extra hours so I could pay to be in a sorority. Like I wasn't trying to force myself to be something that I'm not. I was just trying to, for me, it was like, I just felt awkward in social situations. Like I was just not a social person and I was so fine with that. And so going into college, 
all these girls had roommates and sweet mates and sorority sisters. And it was just like Kelly who has a child. And so you really like, for me, I really had to figure out how I was going to be confident enough to be in social situations where I could even make friends. So that was, I mean, that was a struggle, but it wasn't like I was out trying to be all these girls. Like I wasn't trying to copy the girls that I emulated. I was just trying to be myself and ease my social anxiety a little bit. And it absolutely worked. Like to this day, I could care less, like put me in front of a crowd, I'll public speak. None of that stuff bothers me anymore. I very rarely get self-conscious about things. And when I do, it's not to the point where anybody would know I'm being self-conscious or like tearing myself down inside. It's usually like if I have to go put on a swimsuit after the winter, like nobody loves that. But it will, for me, I'll just sit there and like, okay, this sucks. This sucks. But at the same time, like I'm 24 and weigh what I do and I'm as tall as I am. Like I don't have it that bad, but every girl wants what they can't have. So it's like, keep in perspective what you want to be. Like, don't kill yourself to go be something you're not. Just be true to who you are and keep telling yourself how great that person is. Because I feel like everybody has something that they really are awesome. Like, you're the most social person in the world. You know literally everybody. And everybody that knows you loves you. Allegedly. Allegedly they love me. I don't know. I I like to think so, but I don't know. I like... We've talked about this before, but, you know, I I expect out of all those people I know, like, no, um, I kind of look at them like, I kind of look at them like, okay, we're friends. It's cool. That's fine. But, you know, I wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if people like jealous, like Julius Caesar had a lot of, had a lot of people who admired him, but like he ended up getting stabbed by the people who, like I said, I keep people like you guys close. Um, And being social does have its, kind of has its downfall because, yeah. I could get let down like that. You and know? people just assume like, it's funny. Cause I don't know that Jordan and I have ever talked about this, but like, I'll, if we're going to do something and, or we're like, Oh, let's have people over last minute. And he's like, I'll text Christian. I'm like, Christian's definitely busy. Like, you know how many people Christian's friends with? There's no way he's just sitting at home, but more times than not, you just pick up like, and you're here in 10 minutes. Yeah. So like, I'm sure it is lonely because everyone sees when we go out with you, there's 50 people coming up to talk to you and you know, everybody in the bar. So everybody assumes you're always busy with people and busy doing things. I am the P Diddy of Kansas City. (laughs) Facts. Take that, take that. (laughs) (laughs) No, well, that's the thing. It's 50 people, but I always come back to the people who mean the most to me. Yeah. I don't care about being popular. Uh, If it's regarding the podcast, spread the word right. that's it i come back to you guys come back to my friends i know who's there like yeah. i know who was there when we talked about me having a podcast i know who was there from the start who's been there for me from the beginning you know uh, when i didn't know who I, who I was at first jordan helped me realize like I, he knew i knew like he's a cool basketball star and yeah. this is when before drake got his ass whooped drake was the next big thing and jordan happened to look like drake but he still hung around me he had all these chicks all over him before you, of course. And like, he would still be like, bro, let's just, let's kick it. Like, uh, these girls don't mean nothing. Like, that's when I was like, that's what a true friend is. Yeah. That's what a real friend is. So I, I choose loyalty over women, fame, all that. Yeah. And then some. So like, Jordan helped me with that as well. And I think, I really think like, you're one of my best female friends because I can literally tell you anything. Yeah. And, and, and you don't, 
<laughs> you don't judge, but you 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 critique. You're like, I'll yeah, get it. yeah. But I'll tell you, it's pretty strange. Look at it from this. So I think it gives you the perspective. I feel like sometimes, you yeah, need, yeah. I'm not able to give because there are times where you and I agree, and then she comes in and is like, "Yeah, but y'all, you guys are thinking." Yeah, I have a different perspective. I think from the two of you in a lot of ways. I mean, so like we disagree on a lot of things, Jordan and I, and like there have been things you've posted that I'm just like, okay, this is, stu-. and I've told you, like, don't yeah, post that. Are. That's stupid. You have, you but have, like, yeah. that's you. I'm me. You don't have to do what I tell you to do, you know? And you've said to me, like, okay, I'm still going to do that, though. I'm like, yeah. all right, cool. You do that. But your opinion matters. Right. Look, when you when you told me that my podcast was good, you have no idea how great. <laughs> because, like, people will tell me what I want to hear, but I'm like, but knowing Kelly doesn't really she listen to podcasts. She won't tell you she want to hear. She'll she tell did. you if it's... If right. she thought it was ass, she would tell right. you. Yo, yeah. ass. But the fact that it was That's the first true. episode that we had, we had done, and it wasn't the best episode because, like, I came over, it was, like, 1230. I don't yeah, even know like, where I was. You were in Nashville. Oh, yeah. yeah it yeah. was 1230. I think Jordan, I remember Jordan was in a blanket. He literally didn't even want to do it. And I was like, well, I'm already here now, so I might as well. But, like, you said it's good. I'm like. And the whole time I'm thinking, like, I was like, oh, man, like maybe I shouldn't have went to Jordan that late. <clears throat> this is my fault. And I get a text from Kelly, and Kelly's like, that was great. That was, I was like, what, what, yeah. what? And I was like, you're joking. She goes, no, no. I was like, so that's when I was like, Kelly would be the one. My mom's the same way. My mom's like, yeah, that wasn't good at all. Yeah. And I'm like, but I'm still posting. Like, but still, like, to have Kelly's approval and blessing, yeah. which is why I'm going to come to you for, like, any women. Like, I'm going oh, yeah. to I'm gonna come to you. She'll keep it. I don't, yeah. 10,000. And that's something, like, I've had as a value of mine is I hate having friends that won't tell me. Like, if I'm messing up, tell me I'm messing up. Don't six months down the road be like, yeah, that guy was an ass. Why did you not tell me something six months ago when I just wasted six months of my life? Like, that stuff pisses me off. I'm friends with people because I expect them to tell me when I'm messing up because we all mess up. Like, we all do things that don't make sense. And... Granted, girls could have come or friends could have come to me and said, like, don't date that guy. And I probably still would have done it. But it would have been nice to know, you know, ahead of time that somebody was going to like someone was looking out for my best interest and not just telling me what I want to hear. Because everybody does that nowadays. Everyone just wants to, like, be your friend and keep quiet and make you happy. And nobody wants to rock the boat. And, like, shout out to Lauren because Lauren Lauren are the same. That's my girl. Like, she will tell me, I will tell her stuff that pisses her off, and she'll tell me stuff that pisses her off. And we, like, there have been times when we just didn't talk for weeks because we pissed each other off so bad. But it was something that I needed to hear, or it was something that she needed to hear. And so, like, in the end, we both knew it, but that's, the that's yeah, that's the stuff friend. I appreciate. And I have some really good friends like that right now that will tell me, like, tell me it straight. Like, if I'm being crazy, yeah, you're being crazy. You don't get to be mad at Jordan for this or whatever. Yeah, we never fought. So I appreciate them too. <laughs> we've never, some sense in you. We've never fought. No, think about it. Like we've never got into an argument, like ever. You think, so laid back. I think though. we he just see. I think we just are lucky in the sense that we see the world, yeah, very similarly. And I haven't. This is a testament to you. I've never had to tell you. To the point where it caused a whole lot of friction that like, yo, bro, you're messing up. Like I've you 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 always I've always admired you for this. My family admires you for this. That's why we've been friends for so long. I think that's why I was drawn to you because I saw something in you that at the time we started being friends, I didn't have was that 
secureness in yourself and who you were and you always stayed true to that mm-hmm. and you never went off course just to make others happy like maybe in small things but like in the grand scheme you never rocked one way like you you've been on you've been on like even keel like eyes on the prize since the since i've known you you know what i'm saying like from work school your your ambition in as far as your career goals i've always admired that about you so yeah. i've never had to call you on nothing because like i've never you've never just been messing up like i mean and i'm not just blowing smoke because we're on your show i'm, I'm really <laughs> legit Kiss and us. the proof the proof is in the fact that like you said we've never had that like you know big fall yeah well, I, messed I think up guys are different like that though no, I've told I've told my friends when they're messing up. Yeah, yeah. Me and Q had a fall, shout out to Q, and we're on good terms now. But me and Q had a falling out because in ways I felt like he was messing up, and in ways he felt like I was messing up. Yeah, and it ended in a falling out. I have other friends that I've told like, "Yo, you're tripping," or um, like, "What you're on right now is just not conducive to what I'm on right now, as far as my life track. Yeah, and what's important to me." Josh is a great example. Shout out Josh. DJ Threes. Another person that we, as he's grown, I feel like we're on that same page now. The things he's doing with his life are very similar to to mine. And he's a person that there was a time frame where, and I've told him this, you just weren't, being around you wasn't conducive to what I was trying to do. Yeah. The, The goals I was trying to reach, it just wasn't conducive. Now, I can circle back and say, you've grown up, I've grown up, we're in this place where having a friendship and a relationship is conducive. You know what I'm saying? It is conducive, so. And that's all good. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've ever seen a dog puke, I'm watching this right now. Oh man, that's disgusting. This has never been on the podcast. <laughs> so on that note, I guess we're just gonna. That's the lot. most married way to end a damn podcast. Our dog. When is your vomiting. puppy is vomiting, that yeah, is the most married that's, stuff that's, I've ever seen. Looks like two giant boogers. That's oh, what it don't worry, like. it's in here too. You guys just want to show you. Oh see. man. So, anyways, uh. That pretty much does it for the podcast. Kelly, thank you. Kelly just walked away. She's, she's back there. So it's all good. Jordan, thank you as well. Uh, this is definitely one for the books. And this is the Willing to Go Ham Show podcast. Wait, sorry. Let me change that. The Willing to Go Ham podcast says David wants to be a dick about it, whether it's a show or a podcast. doesn't matter. But I still love you, though, David. So let me, re- let me rephrase that. This is the Willing to Go Ham podcast. And we're out.